This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, all our Torah Anytime uh, viewers. We are beginning tonight uh, the story of the flood, the story of Noah, the story we're also going to speak about the dispersion. So, this is uh, a very interesting. I was once taught, I actually, I, I, years ago, I gave this class. It wasn't this class, completely, whatever, same topic, but it was over Shavuot night. So it took me the entire night to do it. So I hope you guys blocked out your schedules because we'll be here for a while. No, no, we're going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to make it shorter for, we're going to do it a, a bridge version, but it's still going to take me two classes to make the bridge version on how much information we have on the flood of Noah. So before we actually begin, let us go a little bit and, and, you know, talk about what went on before Noah came into the picture. So we know Adam and Chava, they were created and they were placed in the, um, in the Garden of Eden. And they were there for not too long until they made the sin. Once they made the sin, before that, you know, they were supposed to live forever. And they didn't need any, uh, you know, the livelihood came like with ease. They didn't have to work for anything. And then they sinned, so they got banished from Gan Eden. And then they, once they left already Gan Eden, life wasn't so simple either. Because not too long after that, they had two children, Cain and Hevel. And Cain uh, went, if you guys don't know the story, definitely read it. It's in Genesis, good book bestseller. So uh, they said, you know, Cain killed Hevel. And now because Cain killed Hevel, so what happened was, Cain uh, now was banished and he had to go and wander the world. So Adam is sitting over here. He was banished in a very short period of time. He was banished from Garden of Eden. He went and he, you know, he lost one son and the other son had to now wander. And to take matters, he wanted to do tshuva, so he separated from his wife for 130 years. And he was not, you know, he was not together with his wife for 130 years. He fasted for those 130 years. The, the Midrash says he did, you know, he uh, caused afflictions on him to cause, uh, for, for atonement for the, uh, for the sin of the, of the Etzadas. Was he allowed to do that? Yeah. You're allowed to fast, but generally nowadays... Cause yourself pain, pain though? Nowadays, we don't do that because we're not on that level. But yeah, there's, uh, Kabbalistically, there, you know, I'm not causing your own pain like, you know, slitting your wrists. Such a bad person. What? What was the reason he separated from his wife? Why did he separate from Chava? As is part of the, well, the whole, the whole situation, the whole sin came about through Chava and through the snake and through that. So, you know, sort of separate from, from what, that. What's, what, why 130? Why 130 years? Ah, 130 years is a good question. Because the numerical value of Ayin, the eye is 130. And what caused the sin? The eye. The eye that saw the tree that wanted the tree, he went and he separated for 130 years. Okay. Should we do Palshat Bereshit? Should we go? <laughs> okay. Why not? <laughs> yeah, right? So, so uh, in any case, he goes and he separates for 130 years. After he comes back to, to his wife, he uh, has another child, and that child is Chase. Chase was, you know, like you could say the first child that went in his footsteps was a righteous child. He... Um, he was, uh, you know, you know, I could say uh, a big tzaddik, and he took over. He took over his, you know, the the reign of the mantleship of of running the world. So when Chase was 105 years old, very young man at that time, he um, had a son by the name of Enosh. And it's true because they they used to get married at about 100, you know, to, to, between 100 and 200 years old, and because they would live for a few hundred years. So when he was 105 years old, he fathered a son, and that son's name was Enosh. Enosh was, in this generation is where idolatry came into the, into picture. The way, uh, that idolatry came is, is that you had, you know, so the world, you know, was very, was populated very, very quickly. We'll soon see the way that the, the world back then was very different than we have the world right now. Which, the day that, that the child was conceived, that's the day that he was born as well. So the world was, and they were born adults already. So, which we'll, we'll speak about it a little, in a little bit. But the world became, you know, so this way the population 
rose very quickly in a short period of time. The um, And you had the general population that were like, okay, so we're supposed to pray to God, we're supposed to pray for rain, because now we need to pray for rain, we need to work for our, for, uh, for a living. But they said, how can we pray to somebody at something, some entity that we can't see, we cannot understand, we cannot feel? So they decided what they're going to do is they're going to pray to whatever God created. But not like they were going to pray to it. They were going to honor the sun, honor the stars, honor the spiritual being, the celestials. Uh, the, and through that, they'll be able to attach themselves to God. Now, why you might think this might be a nice idea, in essence, it's a very bad idea because we're supposed to pray directly to God and, and we don't need any intermediaries. But what happened was is that this is how they started doing it. And in fact, they even made, uh, they, they even made the, um, like, gods of stone and wood. So they shaped and they formed different, uh, you know, gods and they would pray to these images in, in, originally it was really towards for one god. But after a short while, you know, like anybody who has had a fight ever with anybody ever, especially, you know, a woman, you, when you're like, and whatever, okay, beat me up afterwards. The, uh, but you'll see why I'm saying this in a second, why it's true. Have you ever been in a fight with somebody that like halfway through the fight you'd be like, why am I fighting? <laughs> it's like, what did I do? It's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, we're still going through it. She's going to apologize first. No, she's going to apologize first. And, uh, you know, so the same idea. Sometimes you get into something that you don't even realize, like, where you started off at and what the problem was. So it wasn't too long when they started worshiping idols that they even forgot about God. And then they started only worshiping uh, the Avodah Zarah. So, the, well, you know, generally, how does the world work? People do good, good things happen. People do bad, bad things happen. God goes and punishes the sinners so they, they should repent and come back to the way of Hashem. So they were sinning. And by the way, this, this, uh, you know, little tidbit of information, most people don't know that the flood that we all are aware of, it was not the first flood. There was a flood beforehand. And it was in the generation of Enosh. The people were sinning. So a large, I guess you could call it a tsunami, a tidal wave came and uh, God moved the, the, constellations a little bit, so you know how it works with the gravity pull, and so there was a huge, uh, there was a huge tidal wave, and it, and it destroyed a third of the world. A third, of, anybody that was on low ground got killed, everybody that was on higher ground uh, survived, because of all the sins of the Abu Dazarah that they were doing. So a third of the civilized world went and, and, and died. There was also other um, punishments that happened. Mamlos brings down over here that says that originally they were very, very handsome, very good-looking, you know, species. But after this, after this, uh, this whole incident of the flood, the first flood, there they became looking more ape-like and more. Well, I guess that explains it enough. So they lost their handsomeness. They also, before that, they were much higher than all the evil forces and the spirits that are roaming the world, and the, the, they were, they were like the spirits were afraid of them. Now they lost the power, and now they were afraid of the spirits. The third thing was that after a person dies, so they would be placed in the ground, they would disintegrate into the ground. But worms and maggots never went and never actually, you know, touched the body. After this is when worms and maggots also began to, um, to invade the, the grave. The, and the fourth, the fourth punishment was that the, the mountains, the high mountains became very rocky and un- uncultivated. So people weren't able to use it anymore. Before that, it was, it was great for like pasteurizing and for whatever other agricultural needs that they would need it for. Okay, so. After this, uh, you know, after this, you know, devastating turn of events, so there was a period of like ups and downs in the spiritual, in the spiritual. Sometimes people are better. In general, we're going through a very downward spiral, but you always had like sometimes you'd have Hanoch, Metushelach, who are actually were, uh, holy people and they would guide people towards the right path. The, the, you know, and actually Hanoch, Hanoch, I don't know where they get this, but if I'm not mistaken, the English translation for Hanoch is like 
Enoch or Enoch or something like that. And I'm, you know, like, like sometimes I have no idea, like, where did you get that? And, and I've had, like, people, like, like, hi, what's your name? You know, my name is Jason. It's like, oh, what's your, like, Jewish name? It's like, like, Shlomo. Like, where do you get Jason from? Like, like, how does that even happen? So, I, I, I don't know. But this also, like, so Hanoch, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the English, English translation is like Enoch, Enoch. I don't know how, how they pronounce it. So, he was one of the most righteous ones. And, uh, he, the way that, uh, you know, he became like with such like an overcome emotion of love for God that the way that he served God is he withdrew. He withdrew from the, from the general population and he served God because everybody was sinning. Everybody was doing evil things. So at, when he was at, at the age of, uh, 365, the, an angel came to him and says, you know, you have to, you have to go, you have to go out. And you have to, it wasn't 365, I'm just remembering it, there's something wrong with that number, it bothers me. Um, but at a certain age, what? Yeah, 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 but I think that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's how long he lived. I, I don't know, this, whatever, that's what happens when you have too many uh, sources. So, uh, the, in any case, at a certain, a certain period of time, he went and he... Um, an angel came to him. An angel came to him, thank you. And, because uh, I'm still thinking about that. Sometimes I'm thinking about stuff, but my mind is, my mouth is going forward, but I'm still like a few steps behind, um, thinking about other things. So in any case, so yeah, an angel spoke to him and said, listen, enough with the seclusion, go out, try to bring people to Chuvah, bring them people back to the way of the, um, of the Torah, of, well, of God. So, Hanoch went and he actually gained a very large following. A very large following came over, came to him and they started following the way of, of God. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, he just like vanished. And he was one of the nine people that went into Gan Eden alive. The Midrash brings down nine people that he went he was in. one of them? He was one of them, yeah. So, he left his son, Metushalach, to continue his, his work. So Metushalach went and he, you know, he tried to continue the, his father's work. And over a period of time, Metushalach lived a very long life, lived to 969. So over that period of time, the, you know, generally he lost some of the, you know, the people that went out and they started doing sins again. They were becoming immoral and murder and all those uh, bad things, robbing. So as retribution, God went and he started spoiling their land. Now, now, uh, if they planted wheat, for example, thorns came up. If they put the plow, the plow on the horse, well, well, what is a plow going on? An ox? Um, if they put the, the ox would, would try to th- throw it off and shove it off. They wouldn't listen. The animals would not cooperate with the, with their masters. The, uh, another thing that happened is there were subterranean waters that would flood Twice a day, in the morning and at night. And this would also happen in the grave. So when people are already dead because of the sins that they did, they still have to suffer that twice a day, in the morning and night, their, flood, their, their, um, their graves would be flooded. And so obviously they came through a lot of, uh, you know, problems with getting food and they suffered from starvation. Uh, and when Mr. Shalach was 187 years old, he uh, had a son and his son, his name was Lemech. And Lemech, at the age of 181, had another son well, a son, and this was, this was, you know, the son. This was like, you know, like, like oh, you know, like everything was so sparkling. And this was Noah. Why was it so special? How did they know that Noah was so special? Because first of all, a few things. When he came out, first of all, he came out, he was born circumcised. And there was a tradition passed down that, uh, you know, that the curse that, you know, was brought into the land from the time of Adam is going to be nullified by the time of when, when a boy is born circumcised. So now they saw that, they were like, oh wow, you know, like this is it. Now it's going to get starting any better because they, they were in a famine, they were starving, they were barely surviving. So they really looked forward to this. Another thing was very different is that he was uh, born with something called fingers. Back then, they didn't have fingers. They had, everything was attached. It was like webbed. So now they were like, well, look at this. This guy, has, you know, he has, he has stuff over here. He has, uh, you know, moving. He would be able to, so think about how hard farming would be 
with just like, you know, like this, you know, like just, you know, you're not able to grab anything, you're not able to do anything. So they, um, they decided that this, this is like the salvation. The salvation is right here. And they wanted to name him. So wait, was he like Mashiach? In a sense, like they're... No, they didn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, the, you know, Mashiach, you could say like a savior. I mean, yeah, he was, you know, he saved, you know, the, the famine and we'll soon see, but he wasn't known as Mashiach, no. He actually, when they, when they named him, so his grandfather, Mr. Shalach, um, when they were about to name him, he says, no, 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 don't name him yet. Why? He says, why, why, why should we name him? He's just born, let us give him a name. He said the problem, the problem is, is that there's a lot of, back then there was a lot of black magic, sorcery, and people that are, when they hear about this special, extraordinary child, they're gonna put some spells on this kid to bring them over to their side, because they realize this is gonna be some sort of, uh, you know, power in this kid. So, but the only way that you would be able to put a spell, if I could even use that word, on, on somebody is only if there's a name. If there's no name, there's nothing that the spell can lie on. So he says, don't name him yet. And they waited, they didn't name him until they felt that it was safe, and then they named him. How old was he? I don't know. It doesn't say how old he was when he was named. But uh, it's interesting that Mesushelach, his grandfather, called him Noach, but Lamech, his father, called him Menachem, as Menachem, as a consoler. So, but we're no, he, he's known in the Torah as Noach. So, I heard he was also fine, huh? He's also? I heard he was also fine, huh? So not to name? Yeah. yeah. Not to name him? Um, no, that he was called Menachem Menach. Yeah. Oh yeah, that it prevents it. Oh, those. Oh, really? Could be. It makes sense, I guess, because you know, like trick them. Ah, oh, which name is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Could be. So possible. But uh, in any case, so as soon as he was born, it really did. Like the world changed. All of a sudden, the land started becoming fertile, and they were able to plant, and it started becoming very, um, everything they did. And not only that, something very interesting, Noah also was an inventor. He invented a lot of farming tools. He was the person who invented all these things. So not so he improved their, uh, you know, the, the entire physical aspect of whatever they were living in, in all aspects. So when Noah grew up, he married a woman by the name of Naamah. Naama, her name was Naama because uh, her in Hebrew Naim is very nice. Her deeds were very nice, and and uh, she was also a righteous woman. So the tzaddik married the tzaddikah. The problem was that they didn't have any children right away, and the you know this is the question that people ask all the time. You see, you know, uh, righteous uh, people that they have it hard, and the wicked people that they have it um, that they have it good. So you would wonder, like the most righteous person in the generation, you have Noah. The most righteous woman, Naama. And yet, they can't have any kids. So in essence, the real answer to any question like that is wait and see. You don't know the full story yet. And really, this was actually a blessing for them. Now we see the whole story. Now we can see how it really was for the best. Because, well, first of all, back then we said that people used to live for centuries. Now, if these... Uh, there's also another bit of information I have to give you. There is a halakha that... that um, there's you know an idea in Judaism that somebody under the age of 20 is not liable to divine punishment. After the age of 20, you are liable to divine punishment. But back in those days, it wasn't 20. That number was 100. Because again, everything was a lot of span. So until 100, you weren't, you weren't, um, you weren't, you weren't able to get divine punishment. So, what happened was, is that let's say Noah would have had kids when he was younger. He married 100, whatever it was, 180. He, he would have had kids in that time. Then by the time the flood would have came, he would have had a lot of kids. And those kids would have probably had a lot of kids. Now, what would happen if the flood came and a few of the kids would not be so good and they wouldn't make it on the thing? It would cause a lot of heartache to Noah and his wife. So God said, let us wait. They waited until Noah was 500 years old. 
But why? Because the, the flood came when he was 600 years old. So this way, when they're born, when the flood comes, they're going to be under 100 years old. They're not going to be liable for divine punishment. And they're going to have the merit of Noach. And hence, all those children are going to be able to be saved. So really, you look at it and be like, oh, look, you know, like you have over here, the your righteous man is suffering. But in essence, God is doing such a good favor to him because now all his children are going to survive. So... Noach went and, uh, you know, at, when he was 500 years old, he had his first child, which was Yephes. And then he had a Ham and Shem. There's a question about who was older, Ham or Shem. There's actually an opinion that says that they were actually twins. But when you look at the Torah, it says first Shem. And then it says the rest of the kids. So if Yephes was the oldest, why didn't he put Yephes first? And the answer is because God, the Torah was written in the way that it was, whoever was most righteous is the one that was first. And being that Shem was the most righteous, there's other reasons also. He was the forefather of Abraham. He was born circumcised. So he was, he was placed first in the, in the Torah. So now, let's, let's try to understand what the life was in those times. Imagine living in those times. The, the population growth was not only so great that it, it happened, you know, you were, you were conceived and you were born the same day, but they also had six babies at one time. It was like instant. And not only that, the babies, when they, when they, when they were given birth, it's not like you have to say, oh my god, I gotta take care of six babies now. No, they walked. I mean, last time they were dancing also, they were talking, like, hi mom, my name is, nice to meet you. You know, like, it was, it was, that's it, they were already adults who were able to take care of themselves. So, not like now, you have to wait till like 35 years old or you can finally kick a kid out of the thing and be like, come on, get your life already. But back then, it was it, instant. That's it, they were good and they went to, uh, they went to, uh, they helped them with the, with the work, whatever it is that they needed to do. So life was very, very good. Not only that, there was no like infant mortality. It was no like people who lived the long lives, they were healthy, they were strong, they, and their focus in life, unfortunately, was pleasure-filled goals. That's all they cared about, just pleasure. The, um, the world in itself was best, it was like the top of the top of the top of the top for the physical, but worst for the spiritual. Why? Why? I don't understand. Why was it worse for the spiritual? Yeah, why were they so like, why do they need their pleasure so much? I don't, but it's like, this, gen, like this time now. Generally speaking, generally speaking, if you look at, at society in, in general, and I can't, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to generalize, but I'm going to generalize, but don't take it as I'm generalizing it. All right? <laughs> said generalize a lot on that sentence. So, um, if you look at very wealthy societies over here, in America or anywhere around the world, they're not as religious. I'm not talking about Jews. I'm talking about any, any religion, any cult, any whatever. Mm-hmm. The more wealthier that you are, the less religious, like, you don't feel the need for it. Where do you see the most churches and the most, uh, you know, yeah, in the, in the, said this before, in, yeah, all in the, in the slums. All in the slums is where you see that, because they need, they need God. Weren't they, like, on a higher level for them to, like, hop it? They, apparently they weren't. I mean, you know, they, they went to such a low level that we'll soon see how low that, uh, that they went to. They, um, they became actually very arrogant also. They were like, why do we even need God? Like we, they had, they, they lived with such success and everything that, you know how they would plant once in every 40 years. They made, the, the ground gave enough food for, for one, for one, plantation, I don't know whatever the terminology is, for enough for 40 years. So they didn't feel the need to even need for it. They were very wealthy, very successful. What do you do when you have everything? Yeah, you go buy a yacht, you buy a private jet, you buy another yacht, you buy the... I, I saw there was... Um, I don't know how long ago this was, but I was reading this this uh, article. I don't know. People have this like thing against like wealthy people. Like they like, oh, I don't like that. Like I don't know what... People like take it personally. So there's... Um, uh, in Saudi Arabia... So apparently, you know, well, they live in a desert. So they, they go to, to, um, 
to vacation in like London. But, you know, when they go to the vacation in London, they bring over their fleet of cars that they, you know, the cars that they wear, you know that they wear, that the cars that they have, they'll have, you know, like a, you guys know cars? Okay, I probably say that. They get really expensive cars and then they bedazzle it. All right, am I talking a language? Are we gonna? They're like, but uh, <laughs> they take, they take, they take like. Um, I'll give you an example. So let's say they take a Lamborghini, right? So let's say they take a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car, three hundred thousand dollar car, five hundred thousand dollar car. That's not enough for them. Then they take it and they like paint it in gold or solid oh, silver, or they. That's not bedazzled. What's a you know? Like they give it a paint job and they. Add but it's not paint job. Yeah. And like and the rims and yeah. Okay. Right, right, like that. Just. Just, whole yeah, yeah different level, level. yeah exa- exactly <laughs> so now they go to vacation in these places in england wherever they go to vacation but they can't just like you know what are they going to drive like a regular mercedes <laughs> come on you know so they go and they import their cars from saudi arabia to england or london whatever they vacation and it cost them twenty thousand dollars per, per car to to bring in and there was one guy who was vacationing and I, I i read this I, is it true or not i don't know i personally i don't care um but he brings in six cars when he comes in he has like a Mercedes Jeep, a Lamborghini, you know, a Bentley, you know, a Rolls Royce. Everyone in this like crazy gold color. Uh, and, and people are like, who does he think he is? You know, like driving here with all his cars. They're like, what does the guy pay for it? Relax. So what's the difference? You know, better that he wastes money on this than support um, Al-Qaeda. So, you know, so in anyways, but people have a thing. But in general, when people are more wealthier, they're less religious. That's, that's, that's I, the, you know, unfortunate. And then it's not, again, you know, you have met very wealthy people that are very religious also. It doesn't mean that, but I think as a generalized, uh, you know, idea. So the, the people back then, they sort of, you know, went away from God to the extent that some of them believed actually that God created the world, but he removed himself. He doesn't, he doesn't associate it with the world anymore. So we could do whatever we want. There are other people, you could call them more the primitive people back then, that they only believed that God could see them when it was sunny. But if it was cloudy, so that, you know, the God can't see through the clouds, so then it, on cloudy days, they sin to their heart, you know, desire. On sunny days, they're good people. So, but in all in all, it, it was all about pleasure. And eventually, you know, when you have a, these breaches in, in the, in, in morality, so you, you, you create some sort of like structure. But the problem was the people that were created this structure, these leaders were immoral themselves. So it was like, you know, sort of like America, right? So like everything was rolling in itself, like, you know, where you look up to already, you know, whatever. Let's not talk about politics. <laughs> so, and anyways, the, the, the sins that they used to do, unfortunately, would be if they, if a man saw a woman, you know, like every year of like the caveman idea where like, like, oh, me like woman, you know, click and, you know, take him to the, to the thing. That's what they technically did. I mean, they, they spoke La Shona Kodesh, La Shona probably also because they were sinners, but we don't know that. They, they did, um, can't, can't uh, put them sins that they, you know, that they didn't commit. They, uh, committed murder, idolatry, and Abu but they saw a woman that they liked. They weren't like, okay, I have to buy her dinner, I have to take her out, or, you know, like, uh, they were like, no, 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 you're, you're, yeah, that's it, you're with me. Well, and some, people, some men still do that, so. Yes, yeah. they should be behind bars. Yes. Some men are now doing it again, is what <laughs> yeah. the proper term is with all these J-swipe and whatever, you don't yeah, have to yeah, take anyone no, out on definitely. a date anymore. I don't, I, I don't know what that is, and I don't want to know. I'm not going to, I don't know why, either, because Jewish I wasn't. I don't, I don't want to know, I don't want to no, know. No, no, so. Next, guys. Next. But yeah, that's as, as it's I that bad. Wow. My yeah. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. So that's terrible. So, let me see. Those people put themselves out. Right, right. right. Yeah, I guess I'm, t- I'm talking about when a girl's not asking for it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. called the nowadays rape. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now the 
Oh, okay. So why were the some of the sins that they um, that they? So that was, that was actually some of them. But what they also did is that they they uh, they had tremendous tremendous strength. And in general, as you get older, usually you get a little bit weaker. But over them, the older they got, the stronger that they got. And they lived very, very long lives. They didn't have any suffering at, at any kind. There's also something very interesting. There were no changing of seasons. It was like one season the entire year. I'm not talking about like nice season. Yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> it was good season. Spring, yeah. the allergies. That's what it was. They didn't suffer. They didn't have to suffer for, you know, yeah, there was no like, oh my God, it's like pollen all year round. I can't, you know, it wasn't like, I haven't got, Clarence wasn't invented yet. What am I going to do? So it wasn't, it wasn't that, uh, it wasn't, they were all healthy physically. The world was, was, you know, all, yeah, it was like, it was, I'm so jealous. Yeah. It was, yeah, exactly. Wait till I end of the story. Spoiler alert. It's alert. It's okay. The yeah. Isn't the world gonna be like that? Mashiach after Mashiach comes. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna re, re yeah. So not hot nice nice really that's, so really <laughs> that's what you're worried about we'll see what happens when it happens but it's going to be that the world is going to change in the beginning it won't it's going to stay more or less the same but eventually as time will be it will, it will change the last thing you need to worry about is weather now we all speak about weather when do you speak about weather when you have nothing else to talk about like you see somebody in the elevator what's the first thing you say like oh, the weather right like, you can't say that anymore because it's always going to be like 75 degrees or whatever it is that you like. I don't know. So it's always going to be, you can't be like, oh, you know, the weather today, right? It's like freezing. You ever been on meetings in the first like four minutes and they're like, oh, so how's it by you? It's like, oh, it's raining. Oh, how's it by you? Oh, it's raining. Also, like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, it's like a waste of time, like, you know, formalities. Now you're not going to have that. Anyways, so they did idol worship. They also did murdering. I bloodshed and also immorality. They, they used to take two wives and the, yeah, they would, yeah, it was, it was normal. But the part that wasn't so normal is that they would have one wife for childbearing and one wife for outside. Um, it, you know, it was like, uh, so one woman that was, that was done with the, that was, was, uh, you know, with the childbearing, she was kept hidden. And as soon as she finished with all the childbearing, they, uh, um, why are you shocked? Oh, I just am. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they went and they, um, I know that's why I'm like, oh. Learn from your mistakes. <laughs> what? Why also, people are now? I'm thinking, straight up, yeah, I'm thinking about the Muslims, and I'm like, yeah, they do it now. It's a, the four wives. Yeah. So I'm just like, they dispose of her. What happens? Oh, so they take yeah after they finish having child uh, after they finish, they, they dispose of her, and they have this other wife. They don't kill her. Whatever, they send her out back into the woods. Um, I don't know whatever they do. So yeah, so so they um, they would, and then the the they're non child-rearing wife would be, they would drink, you know how advanced they were? They would drink a special potion and they would not be able to have kids. And this woman would be the one that's always <laughs> dressed up and would be with them always outside. The other woman would be kept hidden. So, the besides that, they also did, uh, you know, unfortunately many sins in the immoral aspect. They exchanged, you know, spouses. They ma- they had marriage contracts with animals. What? No, they don't do that. Yeah, Stop. Do. I don't want to know. Moving along. I don't want to know. Girl, it's illegal. It this was the society in itself did it now the society in itself there are people that sin today but it's not society in itself not it's everybody sins this it's just the opposite there if you were righteous it was like what you don't have you don't, you're not married to a dog like, like it was like what, what do you mean but over here it's like what you're married to a dog like you know why are you not out of, why are you in, not in a hospital so the 
so okay. So now the uh, they and they actually made marriage contracts between men and animal, and they say a lot of interesting creatures came out, you know, uh, during those times. So even even uh, what I don't want to speak about dinosaurs because what? No. No, a lot of them, no, did not, uh, did not make it. I don't want to speak about dinosaurs, but if you want to start, because it's a whole discussion in itself, but if you want to go and start speaking about dinosaurs and say, okay, possibly it did exist before the flood, and afterwards they didn't make it, we'll soon speak about a very, very large creature um, that was in, during that time, and they did actually uh, survive the flood. Okay, so the God, throughout all these sins, he didn't like decree for them to to be destroyed. Only when one particular sin, that's when it went over the top, and that was robbery. The huh. and we'll speak we'll speak of out of all things robbery. Yeah, the and and besides this, throughout all this, Noah remained righteous. He was always righteous. Noah was through three generations, and through all those three generations, he he stayed righteous. He was through the generation of Enosh, which is the the idolatry when that came. He stayed away from that. He was in the generation of the flood, which we know he survived. And at the end, we'll, we'll speak about his option next week, is he was in the generation of the Tower of Babel. The, he was in that also, and he also remained righteous over there. Yeah. So they committed incest. They did, like, everything that's possible. That, that's what they did. And the problem is, it's interesting, Midrash, that the way that the children were born at that time, they were born with a twin. How, until what period of time, I'm not sure, but they were born, especially in the beginning, with a twin, and you would marry the twin. The twin was like made for you to to to, to be married. So, yeah, because it, it was it was there's, it takes yeah, you don't have to look for it. It's not, and this was made for you. But they they went behind that and they started you know sinning and 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 going with other uh you know with other people. So. We have to learn from their mistakes. You think we're that greater? Wait until I'm we start. Not, I'm but not the Torah wasn't created then. You know what I mean? We had six laws. We had six laws before. Before now, we who had the six laws. Who said that these were the six laws? Yeah. Ha- Hashem told that down. And, and then, then what, oh, told, it was all. Oh, and then it was from yeah. there. So what yeah. were the six laws? So you had like murder, idolatry, believe in one God, uh, set up a court system. Um, where are we up to? We're up to four. What else was there? Yeah. There was, um, we said robbery, don't steal? No. no. So that's five. Um, and the sixth one was that don't curse God and believe in one God. So that, whatever it is, I didn't save that. So that's it. Yeah, so what? Yeah. So you have, those are the six. So which one did Noah bring in? The do not eat from a live animal. We'll soon see why. Okay. They had courts back then? They were supposed to, yeah. Well, they had, they had leadership. They did have leadership, and it was supposed to be what. What it means by courts, it doesn't mean that you know you have to have. Uh, okay, yeah, but it has to be like rules and regulations that people follow and people enforce. The first official like king was Nimod, which we'll probably we'll speak about also. When it comes, famous guy. So, <laughs> and you don't hear about people named Nimod nowadays. You know, it's something someone sent me this, uh, but then again, you'll hear. I saw somebody whose name was somebody showed me a resume. Of a guy who his name was Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm telling you. I'm serious. Here. No. So, so. No, it wasn't. He's not getting married. He's not Jewish. Not Jewish guy. He's not Jewish. I probably should put that in there. Not Jewish. So, huh? So, yeah. So, anyways, you guys are familiar with the fallen angels? Let's speak about the fallen angels. Oh okay. my God, yes. 
Okay. <laughs> I understand. You know how obsessed I am with this? Oh, I'm not going to give you that much information. I, I want to find a good book about it, though. Like a good Jewish book, because all the other things... Yeah, I don't read all... Yeah. I have, and they're so super... Yeah. So, uh, there were two angels. Uh, there was a few, there was angels that were up in heaven. They were very disturbed with what was going on in the world. They were like, how is it possible that... You know, they're desecrating God's name. They're abusing women. They're, like, doing so many bad things. And, and like, God's, like, you know, like, not even doing anything. So God says, listen, I'm patient with the sinners. So they said, they, they offer their services. Let us go down. We can take care of stuff and stuff. You know, let us go. We'll be able, we can show you that we could, we could uh, you know, live the right way, the kosher way. And God says, not, not a good idea. I really don't think. He's like, no. He's like, even though we, we understand the risk, but we really think that we could do it for your, for, for, uh, for your name. So, so God said, if you want to, you could do it. And they went down. And they went into, down into this world. When they went into this world, they didn't look like angels. They looked like human beings. But they didn't look like regular human beings. They were taller, stronger, bigger. Uh, they were like the giants of, of that. And they, that's what they were known as. They, um, Did people know? Yeah, so when people like saw them, all of a sudden, like you know, a bunch of giants. It's an interesting mitashim that I'm not going to uh, uh, speak about about who they saw first, and then they, you know they were so attracted to this, uh, you know certain woman, and they realized about all this you know temptation that they had. They were like, okay, like the second that they got down already, the, you know, right away they already got started tempted for to, to sin with women, and they were like, oh, they were like, maybe this is not a good idea. And they tried going back up, and they weren't able to go back up because once you went down, it's like it's like no batsies, you know. <laughs> once you go earth, you can't go back. Like, what's the whole story with that? Why? They wanted to, so a few reasons. Number one, they wanted to show that you could live in this world and still be, with the free will and the the temptation, you could still be able to go and and serve God. Okay, whatever. You said something before a while ago, but I'm going to ask you. Okay. So, like, they were given a choice. I thought angels don't have choices. They came, so they have very, very, very low free will. Um... They uh, they weren't giving they were given a choice they were they decided to do that themselves to go down. So they um, when they came down to the world and it wasn't long before they started they they were grappling with the yetzerah the evil inclination and they started falling into into temptation and they used their power to you know do all the sins that they heart desire. They went with women and they went and they, um, you know, through murder and they dealt with uh, you know sorcery and all the astrological forces. And when they were in these women, you had giants that were with women, that these women were eventually, either they have to, uh, you know, they miscarried because the baby was so big, and, and, and or they had to have premature uh, birth. But all in all, they did have, um, there was like, you know, giants that were being born during that time. The, so those are like half angel, half human? So they're like... Well, they were known as giants, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Still around, no, no, not anymore. So... But there are many women that were not with, uh, with these giants, but, uh, they, they, when they saw these giants, they wanted to be with the giants, but they didn't. They decided they're still gonna be with their husbands, but the problem was, is that while they were with their husbands, they were fantasizing about the giants. So, their children also became to be giant-like. And this is a very, very important rule that a, that a woman, you know, men, you know, generally everybody thinks, who has to guard their eyes? Only men. No, but women also need to, because if a woman thinks about somebody else, if a man also, if they think about somebody else other than the spouse, with the, when, while they're together with their spouse, in that child that's conceived, there's a touch of illegitimacy in that child. And, the, and it goes into that. The thoughts have a very strong effect on that uh, child. So, the, um, so they, and this is why women in general have to go and be very careful to be careful what they look at. They, I, I've had this, you know, all the time. They're like, oh no, I could go ever because I, I, you know, I'm a woman. I don't have to. I'm like, since when do you don't have to guard your eyes? Men have to guard their eyes and women have to guard their eyes. Gr- granted, 
So there's a, they, they say, there are some people that say that, yes, it is worse for women. Yeah. That there's an opinion that says, they, exactly. Besides, besides that, they internalize something. Men are like, oh, whatever, you know, but women internalize something. So it stays, it stays in longer. So it's true. It, it is true. But in any case, this is, you know, you should be very careful. You should always know that you have to be careful what you look at and who you look at. And don't think that, you know, like, you, you know. women are visual. They, um... We're all visual. The, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it. A woman is very emotional. They get attached to something. You see a cartoon and you're like, you're part of not all the women, but like you part of that cartoon. All of a sudden, you start crying for like because Mickey Mouse couldn't make it over the cliff or whatever. It's not true. Okay. I'm not saying so. I'm saying some women in general are more emotional than men. If you ask a group of women who cries when they watch a sad movie, and you ask the same question to a bunch of men, even though men might not admit it, but in general, I think it's a very safe assumption to say that more women get more emotional when they watch something than more men does. That's, I think that's a very factual statement. What? Yeah. So, so, anyways, moving along. Ah, I just got there. <laughs> Sometimes I say jokes and I'm like, oh, look at that. It came out by itself. Okay. Anyways, so the, these angels came and, uh, they, the, they, they, there was sort of a race of giants that were, you know, created. These giants eventually died out except for Og, which we'll soon see and possibly also Sihon, uh, as well. So. What were the names of the Malachim, the, the fallen? Uh, not, better not to know. But I could, I could, so yeah, it doesn't matter. What happened? When they die. Yeah, what happened to the fallen angels? So, what happened to them is very interesting of what they are and what, if you want to look at it, you go look at Kavayasha, you know, speaks about something very interesting about magic and things that like is, that. what that is. <laughs> uh, so, I'll tell you, it's a very important book that you should read. Okay, if you like, if you, if you like, uh, spooky stuff and I that, really and Musal, this is something that I, if you, if you like these things, um, one of my, my favorite sarim to recommend also, it has Musa, has a lot of Kabbalah, but it's very interesting to read it, and it's, they made an English version of it, very simple to read. It's called Kavayasha. I push it out strong. Kavayasha. Kavayasha. K-A-V-Hayashar. Okay. So. What? Yeah, so they did survive afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. They did survive. Og was the one that survived. Um, the. That's somebody, that's, that's somebody else. That's you talking about way, way, way ahead in the death. Nowadays, we don't have anybody. We don't have anybody as uh, a giant now, and you, you know, basketball what players don't count. Happens? So, well, all right, as a, like yeah, not six tall. foot like five. Yeah, they die out. They're not. They're not healthy. It's because of an abnormal, you know, oh, growth. It's not like they're, yeah, they don't and their bones and their their it's uh, deformities. Anyways, were the fallen angels able to die because they're angels? No. So it's a good question of what happened to them and and if they actually died. And they, I remember reading somewhere that they became. Uh, they, it's in, it's in the Kavayasha. I don't want to get into it. It's yeah. $27 on Amazon. No, you go to Eichler's or any other bookstore. It's like but 50 or $60. It's no, like 50 it's, or 60 I'll buy it. If you want, we'll talk afterwards. Okay, so, what? Yes, yes, it would. I don't know, it could be. It's possible, you never know. You never know, they do have books. I, the last time I've been to the library was the last time I had to renew my passport. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, I don't, uh, uh, it is. So then we're not supposed to read it. No, it's not, it's not, uh, yeah, no, you could, 
Uh, no, it's not. Not uh, you're not. That's you're not learning how to do svirot and all these. Uh, you're learning very basic. There's a difference in Kabbal- uh, learning Kabbalah and learning Kabbalistic concepts. So um, that in itself, you're able to you're able to read. You're able to read it. Okay. So. There's so much information then. In the Torah, yeah. 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 So okay. Okay, so uh, they then went and they, uh, you know, robbery after being all the sins with the woman, that didn't satisfy them. They also started taking things that didn't belong to them. And they, they uh, you know, the way that they did it is they used to hide. And this is the people in general. And they would hide in the bushes or whatever it was. And they would look at where people would hide their valuables, whatever they hold personal that was, that was valuable. And then while they're away, they would go and they would take it out. Now, if they couldn't find it, what they'd do is, is they would put on the feet or on the shoes like a very, uh, um, like oil uh, that's very strong scent. And then the people would walk away, and then they would smell where the scent was, and they would find all their hidden valu- all their hidden valuables, and steal it. If that didn't work, they had another tactic. They would say, oh, "Like I have some coins, and can you, you can you keep it, safeguard it for me, please?" And they'd say, "Yeah, sure." And they put in these coins. They would make it uh, a very strong scent as well. So they were able to find their coins by that. Look at that, like how much it is. It's like you're asking someone to do a favor, and then you stab in the back and you take everything from him because of the favor that they did. So. This was getting way out of control. So they started, you know, putting some sort of courses. Okay, you're not allowed to steal. So what did they do? They said, okay, you're not allowed to steal, but if I take a grape from somebody, it's not a stealing. I'm just tasting a grape. So this is how they started stealing. They would go a group of like 200 people, whatever it is, uh, a group of people. They would go to someone's store who was selling grapes, let's say. And they would say, uh, you got some grapes? Okay, I just want to taste well, just one. And he tastes it, like, no, no, thank you. And he, and he walks away. Now you can't say, okay, pay for that grape. Well, it's less than a shavet puta. You, there's, no, there's no money value that you can't pay for that because it's less than a cent. It's worth nothing. So then the next guy will be like, oh, grapes. And you do it. And then once you have like 200 people going there, by the time the guy, you know, halfway is done, there's no grapes. The guy, they stole everything and the guy didn't have anything to do, uh, you know, to sell. So they started, um, you know, stealing in that way as well. They, um, the only, the only things that, that wasn't, uh, you know, corrupt was the, the fish. Even the animals itself were, were corrupt. The, the, they crossbreeded the animals, they breeded with the animals, they were, the, only the fish were the ones that were, that were not corrupt. They also, they were, you know, how arrogant and, and, you know, disgusting that they were is, they said, you know, cause they're like, they just had a flood not too long ago. They like, dude, you know, like, look at your history, like, you sinned, you messed up, stop sinning. So they went and they said they gave excuses. Once you give excuses for anything, you know you're done. So they gave excuses on the flood. And they said, oh, you know why God sent the flood? Because they were very wealthy back then. And God wanted to take all our money. And he says, that's why God created the flood and took away everything. But not that, uh, you know, it was a problem in itself. When you start attributing things to nature, to outside of the cause of God, then you'll never change. You'll never get a hint. And you'll never take the, um, the signs that God sends you. So God finally, you know, it was Adkan. God says, enough is enough. They're stealing, they're robbing. This is the thing that sealed the decree. He goes to Noah. Noah at the time was 480 years old. And he says, the time has come that, uh, you know, retribution time. It's like, this is the time of retribution. And he said also, the Torah speaks about that. From now, they're going to start living shorter. They're not going to live as long lives as they used to. The Rambam, Maimonides, uh, says on this something very interesting. It says that in general, people back then, the Rambam was a doctor. So everything was, was you know, everything was very scientific and everything was very based on, you know, he had a lot of, he speaks a lot about medicine. He speaks a lot about, uh, you know, how a person should live, how a person should eat, how a person should sleep, and all those things. So he said, he says, you know why people lived such a long life back then? Because they did two things. They didn't overindulge in eating, and they only ate, uh, they were vegetarian, uh, you know, diet. They didn't eat any meat. They were, you know, not allowed to eat meat. So they ate only vegetarian stuff, not a lot. 
and they also didn't indulge in uh, immoral behavior. Those are the people that live long lives. As a general population that indulged in all these things, they didn't live long lives. That's how the, the Rambam explains it. But so when Noah was 480 years, 80 years old, um, Hashem uh, goes to him and he says, you know, it's it's time for for uh, you know for retribution. That's it. The the, the game is over. The Noah. Why did Hashem go to Noah? Because Noah was a very righteous man. In fact, he was the most righteous man at that time. Because we'll soon see that his uh, his grandfather, you know, Mesushelach, passed away shortly before the Mabul started. So at that, at the time of the Mabul, he was the most righteous man. And besides being righteous, he was very modest. He didn't like flaunt his righteousness. You know, like some people before they come to the town, they'd be like, "All right, shoot out all, you know, like a tzaddik balayil. You know, if anybody wants a bracha, you know, he could come. A minimum donation of five hundred dollars. You know, like you know, like and they put in ads in the paper. He was a very modest, uh, righteous man." And besides that, there was a one particular character trait that caused him, a, a, you know, he put him very, very high standing in the next world, and that was he never got angry. He was always, always calm, always relaxed, and never got angry. So they asked, like, how is Noah was in uh, in the broader context, I guess, of society? Like, let's say he would have been in the time of Abraham. Would he have been more righteous than Abraham or less righteous than Abraham? And there's conflicting opinions on where he holds. There's some say that, no... If he would have been in the generation of Aham, he wouldn't have been as, as holy as, he wouldn't have been as holy as he's considered right now. But there are other people that say that no, 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 just the opposite. If he was able to be righteous in such an evil generation, imagine what he could have been in a generation that was better, like a generation of Abraham. So, the, the, Hashem decided to spear Noah because of his righteousness. And one of the reasons that he was speared is because he had something called Chen. Chen is, I don't even know how to translate. Was it beauty. charm? Beauty? No, it's not like, I, I don't know. It's, a, it's, he had Chen. What? Favor, yeah, that's a, that's a better, that's a better. He had favor, um, which doesn't sound bad. Like, yeah, what's your character trait? Well, I have favor, you know. Like, um, so sounds like a guy from the hood. It's like, yeah, my new man is favor, um, favor, favor. All right. Anyways, so he goes and he he found Chin. And the question is, how did he find Chin? So I'll give you five. Because if you think about it, if he found Chin, this is like a secret like ingredient over here that he. If he found Chin, he was able to say. So we would probably like to know, like, how do you find Chin? Like, you know, I kind of want Chin. You know, like, how do I get to that? So one of the ways that he found Chin is he found Chin through not being angry. Not being angry is the way that he found Chin. There, uh, the other, the other four is, and we're just going to go through it. I don't want to go through the whole, you know, how do you prove and all that. Born with Chin, he gained it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but it says also that he was Hashem. So yeah. He either he was born with it or he kept it, but he you know he did he did uh, um, he definitely had to keep it. Question is, did he acquire it afterwards? I'm not sure. The next thing is being humble. Being humble also gets you chain. The second thing is being pure tamim. The third thing is having fear of Hashem, and the fourth way is learning Torah. Those are ways to get uh, to get the uh, chain. Is that, so is, okay because he had all this. Is that why he couldn't um, go and get everyone to? Um, no, in fact, the, it's, it's, you know, they, they ask, they say, like, look at, at Noah, he was only able to save himself and his family. Avraham, for example, he was able to save his nephew, Lot, like someone outside of his immediate family. He was, so how come Noah was only able to, to, you know, just save himself, and well, Avraham was able to do more? And there's a, there's a reason, interpretation that says like this, that says that the Noah, when he, you know, he tried, he was really, you know, an inward side. Like he tried to do chuba, he tried to make people do, you know, rebuking people, but it wasn't necessarily. Abraham, he was all about kiruf. He was all about getting out there, getting people to come in. So that strength was, it gave him the, the ability to save also his uh, nephew Lot. Okay. There's two different generations. How could you compare it? Well, that's the Midrashim. Who says this? Let's see. Uh, the Alshech, I believe, says this. And that's how. 
everybody gets judged appropriate, you know, accordingly to the time as well. But at the same period of time, Knox it was was his his way of doing this, you know, his stuff. And Abraham was two different ways, and Abraham was able to, you know, bring more out. So he was supposed to fix Adam's mistake, Noah. Noah. But he didn't because he only saved. Oh, uh, so who came back and Noah to fix Noah? Moshe. Oh, very good. Wow, that's good. The one thing I do remember. Moshe Avenu. But then wait, but Moshe never fixed it. Ah, uh, yeah. But what was the problem? So um, Noah went and he should have prayed more for the generation. And he didn't. That's why it's called Menach, the the flood of Noach. Like, what, you know, like, what are you calling the most devastating thing in the world after my name? Like, Noach, be like, come on, like, call it the flood. Like, don't get my name. Why am I associated with that? But the reason that he was associated with that is that he could have prayed. He could have been able to pray more. And had he um, had he prayed more, he maybe could have avoided the, the, the decree. Comes Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu, there was the same situation. God told Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, listen, the people, they're sinning. I want to erase them. I'm going to start a new nation from you. What did he say? He says, Mecheni nami sifcha. He says, I don't want that. It says, if you want to, you know, erase me from your thing. These are the Jewish people. I don't want to, imagine that it is. It says, everybody comes from Moshe Rabbeinu. It's a tremendous honor. Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, 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 no. Mecheni na. What do you say, Mecheni na? Mecheni na is if you scramble the, the letters, it's the same letters as Menach. Mecheni is the same letters as Menach. Why? Because he was saying, he says, no, no, no. I remember the last thing that I didn't pray for the generation. So now I'm praying for everybody. He says, no, no, no. Yeah, we're not going to do the same thing and erase everybody, but rather right now, we are going to go and we're going to keep the Jews as they are. And if not, you're going to erase me from your, um, from your book. Yeah, but Moshe, Moshe didn't fix that either because we're still here and we're still trying to fix their... And then we didn't have the tikkun uh, of Adam yet, but we're still, you know, we fixed that, that aspect of it. There's, you know how many things, there's levels to fix it, but he fixed a, a certain part of it. Okay. Okay. So Mashiach's supposed to, like, fix it. Once like, Mashiach comes, we'll come before, like, yeah. Be- yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, like, we're good. We're we'll like, right. to see it. Because Hashem, we all live to I'm see it. I'm living to see it. I've already established yeah. that. <laughs> I decided to also. Like, we're, can I put my name on the list, please? You know how you get to the list? Because that's how it's going to, you know, it's going to be. There's, like, going to be, a, you know, like, like comes the times of Mashiach and be like, okay, well, I want to be there. I'll be like, you, are you on the list? You know, like, you know, it depends. You know, you have, how do you get on the list? You have to do the Torah. Mitzvot to Masim Tovim. <laughs> you have to RA. How do you RSVP? You go and you do tshuva. You go and you come back to, to God. If you think about it, you know, like, you know how, you know, the difference between Judaism and Christianity. So Judaism, you, how do you, uh, you know, how do you become good? How do you go into Ghanedin? And how do you go to Olam Abba? You become a better person. But Christianity is more like, you know, the, the religion of like, you just have to believe in Jesus. Like I know a guy. You know, like, I know, you know, like you come up there and be like, you know, like imagine this in the Christian world, be like, you know, like, you know, the angel sitting over there with the book and be like, I'm sorry, you're not on the list to uh, come into heaven. I'd be like, um, he says, are you sure? He says, I know a guy, JC, you know, his father owns this place. You know, could I, uh, you know, can you hook me up all of that, that way? And it, that, that's like the religion. The religion in itself is like, you don't have to know, you don't have to do anything yourself. You just have to know somebody. Like, I, I believe in JC and that's good enough. Idiot, you know, the, the, it just doesn't make any sense. Logically, it doesn't even make any sense. How could you... How could you say, like, you could go into the next world without even changing yourself, without becoming a better person, just believing? So, another aspect of the Judaism is you have to change yourself. You want to be there, you have to become a better person. You want to get into the time of, of you know, Mashiach, you have to do the things that you need to do to get to Mashiach. And the instruction manual is in the Torah. So, going back to Noah. Hashem tells Noah, he gives him instructions. And he says like this, he says that now it's been, oh, we're down for another. Okay, we need some. Okay, we need some more time. I'm sorry, guys. So we got a lot of sidetracked. I need to get. I need to get a certain yeah, sorry, amount of offense. Sorry. So okay. So now, yeah. Whoever can't stay, my usual speech. Chazakabu, you can leave. It's okay. I'm not gonna. Uh, 
place a spell on you. Um, you could leave, uh, you know, by all means. So, but I want to finish a certain amount of, a certain amount of, of thing, time, of, uh, at least material. So anyway, so Hashem goes to knock and he says, listen, there's it, it, going to be a mass destruction. It's going to, it's going to be wild. I mean, he didn't use the word wild, but he said it's going to be crazy. He didn't use the word crazy, but uh, between me and you, it's going to be crazy. So it's like, there's going to be 40 days of rain. And the entire world is going to get covered for, with water. And it's going to be a period of 12 months. And not only that, it's going to be hot and it's going to be cold. Now the question is, why 12 months? Like why, there are so many other ways that God could have, you know, destroyed the world. Why with water? Why 12 months? Uh, so, so now. At that point, was the world just one giant piece of land? It's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I had that, that thought myself. Yeah. And then everything split? It, yeah, yeah, that's what they say. It could be. I, it makes so much sense, yeah. So, you know, because I, you know, when I, when I, I, I heard that, I, I was looking for the source for that and I couldn't find it. Um, but I'm sure, it, you know, if it, if it is, I'm sure it, you know, it exists. Because I heard that also, because they, they once showed me how you could plug in all the land like into, like, yeah, um, more or less. Years go by, it expands. The, the land does move away from right. each other, so it might be. So it's possible, yeah. It's pretty cool. So, like, you think about it, like, was it like a circle and you had like a big, you know, like a lazy river going around the world, like, you know, like, a, you know, like, <laughs> very interesting. But, anyways, so there was, there was going to be a judgment in the world, God tells Anach, for a period of 12 months, it's going to be hot and cold. Now, why hot and cold, and why 12 months? The, the reason for it is, is that the longest time period of the sentence in hell for the general population. Now, unless you, you got into the seventh level, you're not getting out. But all the other, the other, the other levels, the maximum sentence is 12 months. So he says just like that, so the, the, yeah, so that the, the punishment of the world will be also 12 months. So we have to give, you know, I, this, I have a class on, on, on Gehenom all already prepared for like over two years, and I haven't given oh, okay. it yet. Okay, <laughs> what? You have like a billion, like, come on, you have to knock out five of them this year. Of what? Of, of these lessons? Of these things? things? I know, I, uh, this year she the, means like, this, like, no, Americans. No, no, actually, <laughs> Anyways. There we go. So, um. 11 months. All right. We have, we have a lot of Torah's law. It's tremendous amount of stuff to, uh, tell you why, because it's not, I have to be very, uh, you know, I was battling back and forth and if I should do it or not. And there's, I, I probably will do it eventually, but I have to be careful how I say it and what I say. It's things go online and things, uh, uh, yeah. So, anyways, I have a pl- plenty of stuff planned. So, um, okay. So the question though, though, is that the, Flood lasted for a solar year, 365 days, not a lunar year, 354 days. And generally, we go by the lunar year, which is 354 days. So why did they get punished, the whole world, for 11 extra days of the solar calendar year? And the answer is, is because they had such a pride in that they thought and they felt that they were able to hold back the sun. And they thought they would be, they had such, you know, like, they had control over God. They didn't feel any fear of it. So because of that pride, because of the thing that they had control over that, they got punished in that same uh, manner. So the next question that we have to understand is why did the world get punished? The whole world. Say hot and cold. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Hot and cold, because in, in Gehenom, there's a hot Gehenom and there's a cold Gehenom. There's, there's two, uh, there's two things. Yeah. So, so, well, yeah. So that's why it was. Anyways, don't try it out. So don't try this at home. So the question is, why about the earth? Why was the earth punished? Why was the earth punished? The, you know, if anything, it should be like, just kill out of humanity. Have like, have like, you know, 
some sort of, you know, destruction come into the, to the world, kill out humanity, and then, you know, why did the earth have to get punished? But the earth in itself, if you realize, it was put in a mikveh. It was actually put in the entire water. Not only that, if you need to purify something, you have a vessel and you want to purify it, it's not enough just to dip it. You have to, uh, you have to put it in, you know, apply a lot of heat onto it. And you apply a lot of uh, heat onto it, that's you're koshering something. So you're, so the same way the world had to be koshered, because the world was impure in itself. So the whole world had to be put in, in water, and, and not only that, I had to also apply the, the heat as well. But why, why specifically the world? Because there's one sin, out of, uh, there's, there's generally when somebody sins or people sin, so they get punished. But there's one sin that there's an exception to this rule. And that is the, the sin of uh, wasting seed. Also the sin of immorality. This sin, also the ground gets punished. And also the people around it get punished. And because they were, they violated this sin, so they went and they, um, the whole world was 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 actually uh, destroyed for that. But God says, and said, listen, so he's giving this instruction. He says, listen, God doesn't do anything without warning. I'm giving him a warning. So how long is the warning? 120 years. That's that's a warning. So first of all, that's how long it's going to take Noach to build the Teba. But specifically, you know, you know um, but uh, um, why specifically? That's a good question. Why specifically that amount of period of time? Because numbers have a big yeah. deal on Torah and all that. I don't know. I have to look into that. It's a good question. Yeah. Moshe was uh, in Gilgal, not feeling the 120 years. Oh, that's interesting. So there's a connection. I Maybe. Oh, there is? That's very interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, he was. And also, uh, also uh, yeah. How does that work? Because a different lifespan. And there's also sparks. There's something called Nitzotzot. Uh, it's like sparks of a, a reincarnation. So, but it does. It says... Uh, um, and it says also that Shays, Shays was also, Mo- Moshe stands for Moshe, Shes, and Hevel. So, um, but, yeah, different class in Gilgulim. You want to look at it, that there's, there's two Sfarim that you can look at. Ramami Pano has a Sefer on Gilgulim, and the Arizal has also a Sefer on Gilgulim that speak about this. Okay, so anyways, Hashem goes and it says, it says uh, I want you now, that you're going to go out, you're going to be saved, he tells Noach, but I want you to go out and you're going to rebuke the people. And because you're going to rebuke the people, in that merit, you and your family will be saved. So he says, Hashem tells him, says, and you are going to need to build an ark. So, uh, you know, he says, uh, why, why do I need to build an ark? And if, you know, if you think about it, like, why build it? God could have just made a, a miracle that wherever Noah, his house, his house, nothing gets, gets like a shield over it, right? The water just like goes around. He has an aquarium over his house. Nothing gets, nothing gets uh, uh, touched. But why, why specifically that he had to do a, um, you know, a teva? There's something, you know, I, you know, I got a question actually recently. It's always good why I get questioned. I had a, a woman that asked me a question uh, a few days ago, and I figured, you know, maybe I should talk about it. It says, why didn't he just run to El Tisrael? We know El Tisrael wasn't affected as much as, as in the, uh, why didn't other people go and run to El Tisrael? Which we'll speak about also, uh, to understand it. So we'll speak, we'll speak about it in, in, in you know, in its entirety, because probably in next class we'll get to it. But, um, why did he have to build a Teva? And in fact, Noach was not, you know, he was not an architect, he wasn't, he wasn't a builder, he was, you know, he was the inventor of, uh, you know, the field. So Hashem says, says, when you're going to build an ark, people are going to be like, what you doing, Noach? And be like, I'm building an ark. But what, why are you building an ark? You know, we're not near the ocean. So he says, because there's going to be a flood. Why is it going to be a flood? Because of people like you are sitting and you're not doing anything. And that's what, yeah, and that, you know, sort of like a segue. Then he, people are going to start realizing, okay, maybe I wish to do Chiva. So this is why specifically he had to build, uh, Teva, a ark. 
So he said, fine, what do I do? How do I build it? So Hashem gave him instruction. He says, you're going to take gopher wood, like cedar, cedar wood, and you're going to, you're going to plant it, and you're going to grow. And once they grow, you're going to cover it with, you're going to, you know, cut it and shave it, whatever, you measure it. You're going to cover it with pitch inside and out. You've got to waterproof it. And then Hashem gave him the measurements. It's going to be in length, it's going to be 300 amot. In width, it's going to be 50. In height, it's going to be a 30. And then it's going to have like a, a peak, I guess you could say, with a ama over here, so that the water, when it rains, it could go down and it won't uh, sink the, the ship. Thank you very much. And Hashem said, you're going to put three levels in this. There's a machlokas on how and what were the levels and how um, the levels were, were split up. But we're going to go that Noach and his family, he lived on the top level. The animals in the middle and the garbage, the waste was in the bottom. And the storage uh, for food would also... Um, for 12 months. It's like being in solitary confinement. <laughs> We gave you the measurements. Yeah. So the and besides that, they were they would put dividers as well uh, into it. And Hashem, yeah, like the mechitza. So they would also there would also be a little window that that Moshe, that did where he sent out the bird that he he had to uh, create this window. And besides that, you needed something for a light. It says you can't rely on the window for the light, according to uh, many opinions. Why? Because the entire celestial orbits, they didn't behave like they were going to. The sun didn't shine for the year. It was like, it was not, everything changed in, in, uh, uh, in, in nature. Did it so, go back to its original form though? Yes, like as far the... as, as far as, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh really? As far as, as far as I know, yes. Except for one thing that changed, and that is the earth tilted a little bit. It rotated on, and uh, no more on the flat axis, which we'll speak about it. So, um, the, so Hashem said, in order, you need to know the time. You need to know if it's day or not. Why do you need to know if it's day or night? Because some animals eat at day, some animals eat at night. You need to know it. So He says, you go to the Pishon River and you take a certain stone, and this particular stone it glows. It's going to glow, and it's going to glow a certain high level of glow when it's going to be daytime, and it's going to glow a different level when it's going to be nighttime. So by depending on the glow of the stone, you'll know if it's day or night, and this you'll be able to do it. So now I'm thinking, okay, fine. You know, I'll, you know, I'll do a general contract, this thing. You know, I'll hire some Mexicans. We're going to build this thing up. And Hashem says, no, 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 no. He says, you're doing it yourself. Everything is, is by yourself. No workers, no assistant. He says, you know, God, that's going to take, it's going to take a long time. Hashem says, you got 120 years. You know? His son's helping me there? As far as, no, from my understanding, it was only, it was only him. Boss. So, uh, then he said, he says, you're going to have to, you know, collect all the animals. There's going to be one male and one female. And of the, of the pure animals, you're going to take seven of, of each. Seven male and seven female. Of the not pure animals, you are going to take one of each. One male and one female. It's very interesting because when the Torah speaks about it, the Torah speaks about it, it says that it should have said pure and impure. Tameh and Tahol. You know the Torah uses every single letter is, is calculated. So why did the Torah say pure and not pure? They want to embarrass? That's, that's uh, along those same lines. But the Midrashim say that the reason is, is that a person should always speak in a, in a, in a nice way. And you have to be careful. It's, if you speak in a refined manner, you don't say, even the Torah said, I'm going to put another word in the Torah, God said, because it's going to show you that you're supposed to be careful how you speak. Not to say impure, but rather to say not pure. And that's why I specifically use that uh, terminology. Why okay. Not pure animals, just for curiosity. Not kosher animals. Oh, so, seven, seven kosher, like uh, for, um, for, for, uh, no, for, uh, Kabanot. Oh. So now, the question was, how do all these animals fit in the Teva? So Hashem says, don't worry, there are all, 
um, they're all going to fit. So he says, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to set up traps for them? Like, how am I supposed to catch it? He says, no, no, they're all going to come to you. Except for the, the you know, the, the kosher animals, he, he would be have to, you know, at least the, the, the six ones, he would, he would be collecting them. But everybody else just would all come to you. And you direct them. And, and, he, and Hashem tells me, he says, you know, that you can't take animals that behave in an in not a natural way. So he's, because animals also behave. That has to be, has to be, has to be pure animals uh, as well. So Noah says, how am I supposed to know if it's going to be pure or impure? So, you know, Hashem says, don't worry about it. The ark is going to take care of it. It's not going to let people in. And every time I hear about this, you know, it's, it reminds me of the times that I used to waste my uh, more time. I remember when it was in either elementary school when I, uh, you know, read Harry Potter. Right, or Israelis call it Ali Potter, right? They, uh, you know, I always remember, when I think about this, I think about like the sorting hat. You know what's weird? You know what's weird? I read that book once, like many, many moons ago, and never, you know, and like you still remember things. Yeah, you learn Dua, you'd be like, wait, you know, you ever come back from a class and be like, so what do the rabbis speak about? I swear, a flood, something about animals, people are bad, you know, like, you don't remember. But yeah, you read a book, you're able to, like, quote things. And in fact, there's something that, that uh, you know, like, I, I've, I've seen this person that was reading, you know, a Harry Potter book, and I'm like, you never read the Harry Potter book? He's like, no, no, I read it, I'm reviewing it. I'm like, are you getting tested on it? Like, why are you reviewing it? He's like, no, I don't remember some parts in it. I'm like, so? And like, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, you're crazy. Like, like. Oh, why you review the Torah all the time? Yes, because you need to. Okay, fine, but for what are you gonna do? You gonna cry? Have to know if you're in Hufflepuff or in, you know, like whatever a sniffing door, uh, uh, whatever those those. The, 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 it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. I know some people they read it in the bathroom. That's where the, that's where, and that's where it belongs. So um, because there's so many better things. You say, okay, it's very interesting. Noach is very interesting. Read the Midrashim on Noach. There's so much interesting Midrashim. But in any case, um, yeah, and I, I really don't understand. Like, you know, people review it and they're like, people know these things like by heart, but they don't know the halachot of tefillin or mezuzah or the tzniyot. They don't know basic stuff, but they could tell you like who went to which house and what was the color and what was the scheme and what was... That's exactly why. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. That's why you're right. They care. They care about that. And that's why they, unfortunately, they, you know, they do that. But anyways, whenever I think about that, you know, the ark is like, it's like, I, I feel about that, that sorting hat, be like, no, you cannot enter that, the ark, you know, you're <laughs> impure, you know, Slytherin, whatever it is. Um, so, impure, but not that they behaved impure, which means that they were together with their own species and not mixed breeding. Was there snakes on the plane? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's well, so funny? I just said, no. And you know what? I didn't even, I didn't even think of being like, you said plane, and I was like, yeah. Well. So there were those... Yeah, there was everything. Everything that we have now had to be then. Fish were not. So they, they were still touched, survived? right? Yeah, they went to the depths. Why do you keep bringing the mosquitoes? I just don't get it. Why do we need mosquitoes? Oh my God, I hate them. And mice. Huh? Cockroaches and mice. Yeah, every, all the insects, everything that we have now was put on the, on the thing. Why? <laughs> we need them. There's a reason why we need everything. We need spiders. We need. I mean, spiders. You only say because of David Hamelach. That's why everybody cares about spiders. Okay, it's yeah, a fact. It's such a fact. <laughs> but it, just like that, there is a reason. There's a reason for any other other animal as well. So okay. Weird. So no, it's, 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 there's a reason. God created nothing for not, not a purpose. Everything has a purpose in the world. We not not know all the purposes. But you go speak to a zoologist or. Yeah, zoologists. Yeah. They, I'm sure they'll be like, well, you need this, and now you can take care of that. Why did they, they insert rats into New York City? Because there was some sort of other problem. From cats. 
or was ca- whatever it is. There's a cycle, and then we have uh, you know possum, and then we have uh, um, you know, and then we have uh, what was the raccoons? And it just keeps on going in a cycle. And um, what was that? Any of these animals um, like crossbreed on the ark? No, no crossbreeding. So how is that possible? How do Noah not? Ah, so we'll speak. We'll speak. All your questions will be answered. Okay, no, I'm sorry. So if we'll, if we'll, I happens to be, I don't mind it, but I've gotten complaints from people that are listening, be like, um, they're going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a, a class. There's a lot of interruption, which is fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm not going to edit it. I don't have time for that. <laughs> so, um, so there were no mules on the. Very interesting. It's a good question. I don't know when that was. Uh, that was. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. There you go. See. <laughs> Go to Yeshiva. Yeshiva teaches you how to think. Anyways, let's move on forward because I want to get. I want to get. I probably need another 10, 15 minutes, and, and we'll be done. All righty. Okay. So not only that, Hashem tells Noah that I really wonder how this class will come out because I'm thinking about it. Like you know, no, because you know when people hear it, if there's interruption, it's hard to follow the flow of the story. So I wonder if, it, but hopefully it'll come it'll out be good. Fine, because we're asking questions about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's hope so. So. In any case, so Noah had to go and he had to bring in also food. And it had to be not enough food only for a year, for not only for his family and all the animals, but it also had to have enough food that when he gets out on dry land, it has to start planting it, and then the cycle comes in again. So that, that's how much food that he had to, um, that they had to have. But Hashem told him that even though you're getting saved, there's gonna, it's still a time of sadness. It's a time of where many people are dying, even though they brought it upon themselves. But because of that, you have to refrain from, from uh, marital relations. And no one's allowed to have relations. Not the, not the animals and not the humans. And they put separate quarters. They, they, 12 months? For the entire time, yeah. Oh, okay. The entire time. So, um, so, so, oh, sorry, so the, uh, Instruction was finished and Noah started beginning the, the task. We're almost finished over here. So Noah started planting. He started planting. He, he actually planted the cedar trees. That's a, and people came and they saw that he was, he like took a big field and he started planting a lot of stuff. He's like, what are you planting? So he says, you know, I'm planting, uh, you know, mighty cedar trees. He says, what do you need the trees for? I'm building a boat. He says, why are you building a boat? He says, you know, and the whole story says, because, you know, there's going to be a flood. And if you don't do chuba, the flood is going to come. It's going to destroy the entire world. So they were like, um, they they started like they, they didn't it it wasn't even read, they didn't even like no even thought of chuba that that came into them and they so they said but they were like okay they were asking so okay fine so when is this flood coming he was like 120 years they started laughing it was like 100 you're coming to warn us on 120 years talk to me in another 100 years so they they didn't even they didn't even take it into consideration so he went and he planted these uh, these trees 68 years go by and the trees are now tall. He takes the trees and he starts uh, cutting them down. So it's normal to see somebody cut down, you know, one or two trees, you know, because you need it for building, whatever it is that you want them to do. But once the people saw that he was like clearing off the entire field of trees, they're like, what do you need so much wood for? So like, you know, I'm building that ark that I was telling you about. So he's like, oh, they're like, you're, you're still going through with it. They thought he was like, whatever, you know, like he just like he decided, you know, he had a little juke in his head. And that's what he, but now they see like 68 years later, he's still building this, this ark. So they were like, you know, they really thought he lost his rocker. Like, you know, like you're, you're, you're crazy. Like, you think that there's going to be a flood? There's not going to be a flood. So, and, and Noah kept on saying, he's like, no, you guys have to understand. You have to do tshuva. If you're not going to repent, if you're not going to do tshuva, God is going to destroy the entire world. So they were like, what is God going to destroy the world? Well, he's going to bring rain, rain uh, you know, from, from the heavens. We have giants. We'll just tell them to just lift their hands and they'll block the holes that are coming out of the rain. He says, what? Well, he's going to bring the reservoirs, you know, the water that comes from the depths of the, of the earth. He says, our giants are going to place their heels on it and they're going to block it. 
So, you know, it says what? If God's going to take something of fire, you know what? How we're going to pretend that we're protected from that? We're going to take salamander, uh, you know, skin oil, which is fire retardant, I think is the right word. And they would go and protect it. They, they had an answer for anything. One thing they didn't realize is you can't outsmart God. You can't people think, okay, I have a trick over here. You know, I don't have to do anything. I'm going to do this gula. I don't have to keep anything with religion. And I'm going to get whatever it is I want. You can't outsmart God. So, construction began. And Noah, for 52 years, he built a teva. And after, finally, after, being that's say, we're going to rush this part out. But after 52 years, it was the 10th day of Machashvan. And the, the construction was, was complete. And the day after Noah completed the construction, that was his birthday. He was 600 years old. And the flood was supposed to begin that very day, and it started raining lightly. And Noah saw it, it started raining, he started running to the center, and he's like, guys, it's happening, this is it, the water is coming down, the rain, it's, the flood is coming, you better do tshuva. And they just laughed and laughed, and they were like, there was like some like weird thing that was going on in nature. The sun usually uh, rises from the east and, went and, and sets in the west, but this time it was reversed. The sun rose from the west and, and it went down the east. They were like, Noah was like, don't you see, like nature is behaving weird, there's uh, something happening. And they were like, yeah, that is weird. But like, you know, they're like, okay, it's probably some sort of natural. You know how everyone likes to say everything is natural and they gave some sort of excuses. Once you say that you don't believe that everything is from God and you start giving yourself natural excuses, you'll never get the hint. Like God could come down and be like, repent or I'm going to destroy you. I'm hearing voices. I didn't really sleep enough last night. You know, you'll, once you have excuses, you'll never, you'll never, uh, you'll never change. So the, as the day wore on, the, you know, people became more confident because it was just a light drizzle. So they're like, ah, whatever. And what Hashem did is Hashem intensified their pleasure. Everything that they did was, was so much more. He gave them a taste of Gan Eden. Say like, this is what you're going to be losing out if you don't do tshuva. And they didn't, they didn't repent. And that day, Mesushalach died at, uh, it was Noah's grandfather. He died at the age of 969. And the, being that he died in that day, Hashem told Noah, says, we're going to, because he died today, we're going to postpone the flood for seven days. Because maybe when, when a righteous man dies, maybe that, because God wanted them to do tshuva. He kept on pushing it off, just, just do tshuva, do tshuva. So he says that there's a righteous man that passed away. Maybe they're going to feel like, okay, we should do tshuva and we should change ourselves. So they, uh, you know, seven days came and went, and they did not do tshuva. And Hashem says, you know what? Start loading it up. Load up the load up the ark. And if you if you think about what the scene, what how the scene played, because you know you, you think about it, like all animals from all species, from large to small to insects to roaches, they all came like from all ways, like they all convened to the to the ark. They were like, you know, like if you think about that scene, like people saw it, be like, no, it's like. How do you explain this? And they're like, I don't know, that's pretty cool. You know, like, uh, he says, but, like, do you have good food there? You have food. Uh, you know, whatever, other excuses that they came and they, and they would be able to give it. And even that, even though they were stunned and they saw that it was supernatural, they still did not do tshuva. And, uh, you know, and they still mocked him. They mocked him. He says, wasting your time, you're wasting your money, all this is such a waste. So, the grace period was over and God opened up the heavens and it started pouring. It was a torrential downpour. It wasn't, you know, like, besides that, there was lightning and thunder. The ground shook. You know, nowadays, you sit over there, you know, it's like it's like thunderstorming. And like the thunderstorm that we have now is like nothing compared to it. Try listening to a thunderstorm on sea compared to what we have it on, on uh, you know, on you know on, on land over here. And what do you do when you have like a thunderstorm? So you take a nice cup of hot cocoa, <laughs> pretend that you're sitting in front of a fireplace. You'll be like, oh, so cozy. Like, you know, like and the entire house is like lights up and shakes. Be like, oh. You know, like, yeah, I mean, I'm safe and nice and sound. Over there, the entire world shook. It was noises that they didn't hear before. The, there was a tr- torrential uh, down, uh, downpour. There was like, they still did not. There was the you know the 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 earth opened up and like water came pouring out. There was like boiling water came out. Everybody now they were like, all right, 
you know, something's going on over here. So they started making a beeline for the, for the ark, and Bizarre next week we'll speak about how it happens. Gotta end on the cliffhanger. Fine. Any questions? Have like a billion, but we'll wait. Any questions? Yeah, I feel like you're gonna answer them all next week. Yeah, it's the last now. No, no questions? No questions on camera? <laughs> okay. Hazakabao. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.